0: Sabrina Oso grew up with violence. Her father beat her mother regularly, and she knows firsthand how violence can steal someone's life. (laughs) However, she has used that experience to create a one-woman show and her company, Oso Safe, providing products and services to diminish and prevent violence, not only in the home, but the workplace and schools
1: have you ever felt like giving up quitting throwing in the towel welcome to never ever give up hope featuring carol graham she's an author health coach and motivational speaker backed into a corner multiple times in her life Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, Encouragement and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham.
0: Sabrina Oso is the founder of and CEO of Oso Safe. She is a TEDx speaker, a real estate agent, and consultant. On promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace, at schools, and places of residence. A quote on her website which I really appreciated and basically tells the story is this, I was in a constant state of fear, panic, worry, depression, desperation, hopelessness, helplessness, negativity, chaos dysfunction and abuse and violence this is absolutely no way to live I was only trying to survive welcome Sabrina
2: hello Carol what a pleasure to be here with you thank you for having me
0: and I'm really looking forward as I do with all my guests to hearing what you are going to share especially on this subject, which I think is something that sometimes people don't like to talk about. And yet it is very real. And I know that this is part of what you're going to address in this interview. Now, at what point did you see this, what you're doing now as your life's mission?
2: I would have to say that, well, my Oso oh Safe was born out of a one woman show that I wrote, choreographed and performed uh, this was a, a few years ago and and i i play uh, could, i am a dancer um, i am a, a late dancer i didn't start when i was 3 4 5 years old like the usual age i started much later however it was always in my in my dna it, it's my essence i i am a dancer and uh-huh. i i started late i didn't start really until i moved out and Uh, And and I I took a lot of uh, dance classes and I was in New York City, completely submerged and immersed in the dance world. And I loved it. I was taking 12 classes a week. I was taking voice lessons and I started writing my one woman show called Home Sweet Home Question Mark. And I play different women being abused. She goes to her good place. that's where the dancing comes in mm-hmm. but then she she's pulled back into the terror of violence. But the show ends really strong, really empowering, and I did a lot of research for the show because I wanted it to be educational as well as entertaining. And I could not believe the statistics that I was finding. I, I couldn't believe how prevalent this was. So I said to myself, I need to make this into a business. And I thought, I, I, I thought back, what did I need growing up? What would have made a difference for me? So with all of these components together, that's how Oh so Safe was born. And I, I designed products and services to really make a difference, uh, uh, diminish it, and more on the prevention side. So um, I hope I answered the question. That That's how I saw that this was an, a need for myself as well as others.
0: What type of products and services?
2: Uh, it's mostly uh, combining education and technology, but specifically um, we do speaking engagements, seminars, and workshops. But our core product is the Oso oh Safe Home Sweet Home Package. If you would like, I could explain what that is in detail right now or later. But that is our core product, the Home Sweet Home Package for the real estate industry. But we are focusing on the landlord-tenant portion of the industry because that's the path of least resistance right now.
0: Basically, now sure. I want to talk about what led you to do this, which you've already answered, and some of the hurdles that you have come across. For example, at one point, you said that the legal system makes horrible matters even worse. What did you mean by that?
2: Yes, uh, I am speaking from personal and professional experience from the the police, although the police uh, I think they're getting better uh, with this, but the lawyers, the mediators, parent coordinators, the so-called child protective service agencies, and ultimately the judges. They have evidence right in front of them and they do not put it together. As I say in my it's almost as if they side with the abuser They I say in my TEDx talk and I am quoting myself and I'm speaking the truth. The system emboldens abusive parents and fails child victims over and over again and these judges, they are extremely, I I hate to say it, but it's the truth. They are very misinformed. They worry about their caseload more than they're basically holding the child, the abused child's fate in their hands. And they are more worried about their caseload. And they say to abusive parents, Oh, you have to work it out. You have to work it out. And you go through the trouble of getting certifications and making statements and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to go before a judge and hoping that they will make the right decision and instead i have witnessed this for myself as well as other people and you're better off not even using the legal system because like i said they make matters so much worse especially for the abused child. And I have to say these child protective service agencies, you call in to p- perhaps report abuse. You're not even allowed. If, if you don't want to be anonymous to get to get um, to be kept abreast on the child, uh, you're not allowed. They go through this elaborate investigation, taking the child out of the school and questioning them, and and unless they see drugs in front of them, sex abuse in front of them, bruises, it has to be so extreme, they'll dismiss the case, which is ridiculous to me, because there is so abuse, like, oh, so safe. We, abuse is a big spectrum. Home violence, it's a big spectrum. And under that, under that umbrella is uh, workplace violence, school violence, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, school shootings, uh, pornography, child trafficking, sex trafficking ra- child rape, uh, and they only see what they want to see or or like it has to be so extreme. Um, They, I, it's just what I said, Carol, in my TEDx talk, they fail child victims and embolden abusive parents. And, and just to give even further, further examples, two-year-old Kira Franchetti, three-year-old Bella Bond, six-year-old Zyamir Perkins, seven-year-old Nix-Mary Brown, they have all been murdered at the hands of an abusive parent. Under the watch of a child protective service agency or the laws, the courts, the judges. It, it, it's just so. My point is what we do at Also Safe, our products and services, you don't need any laws. You, you really don't need the courts. And I consult with several lawyers on everything that I do. And one of them is a a lawyer that specializes in family law in divorce. And she said to me, Sabrina, you are short circuiting the entire process. You are nipping it in the bud, resolving it in residency where it needs to be resolved. What do you need the courts for? What what do you need them for? So I hope I answered the question. Um, I know I went off a bit, uh, but just to answer the question, which I hope I did.
0: You more than answered it and as I'm sitting here you know, my heart is weeping because I know that you are speaking the truth. And I think many of us as onlookers to the situation, whether it's in our communities or what we see on TV or just the whole problem at large, we are all disheartened by it. And we wish that there was something somebody could do. Well, you are that some somebody that is doing something. And we definitely are going to explore that a little further. My first question, though, before we do that is why do you think this happens? Now, you mentioned overload on the system. Do you think that is a primary reason or just one contributing factor? And if so, other than what you're doing, is there anything that should change?
2: those are the resources that are out there. There's an episode of violence, uh, abuse, chaos, dysfunction, an episode, and you call the police, the police come a restraining order is signed or not signed. You're told to hire a lawyer, depending upon your budget. If you can even afford a lawyer, you go through the whole system. When there's children involved, it makes it so much more difficult. And I, I feel that, The laws, they are very inefficient. Uh, They complicate things that are not complicated and they make the child suffer even more. Like I said, the judges, they are more concerned about their caseload or they say, file another motion. Meanwhile, the first motion cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. They make matters worse in a word, Carol, I, or several words. It's incompetence. It is being unqualified and ignorance, really. It, it's just ignorance. And and I have to say the, the judges, because the, the the everything stops with them. They're the judges. Right. So so you count on them to make informed the best decision for the child and for the abused child and 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 it's just um, I, I mean I know the statistics and if the laws were doing what they were supposed to be doing, those statistics would be very much decreased, very much, not as magnified as they are. And I could go over a bunch of statistics in this interview because I feel like people, some, some people may know the magnitude of the problem, but I would, I would think that probably a lot of people really don't. And especially in sex abuse, I mean, giving custody to the father or the mother for that matter, whoever whoever is sexually abusing. Well, parental rights, parental rights, And we say I'd also say over and over again because we're trying to really change the way people think just because you are a parent, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your child. I'm going to say that again. Just because you are a parent, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your child. And we will see to it that that is adhered to in residency, in residency. So that's the why it, it, it's a combination of, of, of the laws, ignorance, uh, the people that are, and, and I'm, please don't misunderstand me. There are good lawyers out there. Mm-hmm. There are, there, there are good, um, good lawyers, good, good professionals that deal with this on a regular basis. I'm not saying it's everyone, however, then why are the statistics what they are what are, those, are
0: what are some of those statistics
2: one out of three th- one out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime one out of three young people will be in an abusive relationship approximately 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year that's just in the united states Those are just the ones that are documented. Every day, four women are killed by their abusive partners, and most of them are killed after they leave their abusers. Mm. So them leaving is not the answer. One out of seven men is abused. Approximately 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room, not for pregnant-related issues, but for abuse-related injuries. 80% of all runaways come from violent homes, 85% of all spouse murderers are male. Uh, Pornography is a big driver of violence. Huge, Mm -hmm. enormous. 88.2% of uh, pornography is is aggression towards women. I could go on and on, but those are the most, those are just the ones off the top of my head. So like I said, if, If the laws and the professionals that enforce these laws, which it's the law that's wrong, giving custody to an abusive father, one that sexually abuses their kid. And just because, well, that's the father or that's the mother, the mother has rights, even though she's been beating the crap out of the child or putting the child down and I have to say ADHD, these schools and the, the, um, the, the principals, the teachers where they push, Oh, your child has ADHD. We have to, along with Mm -hmm. the parents, we have to have them on some sort of medication. I have to say, Carol, and I'm speaking from education. I sat in a Of course, at Rutgers University, they are one of the leading universities in this space regarding educating people, professionals about domestic violence. We prefer to say home violence, and I could explain why in this interview, why we prefer to say home violence versus domestic violence. The instructor said that ADHD is really, in children, the problem is at home. The problem is that the child is being abused at home and they're they're They have ADHD, quote unquote, because they're going through violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction at home. So I'm being sarcastic. But if you want to drug anybody, drug the abusive parents. Uh (laughs) I mean, that child would be better off. I, I know I'm being sarcastic, but there's truth that child would be better off. Their grades would skyrocket. They would be at peace. They could fend for themselves. You wanna drug anyone, drug those abusive parents. And I know I'm being a bit harsh, but the children suffer the most. And I was one of those kids. My father beating my mother and my mother beating me. The, the toll that it takes on, on your life uh for your entire life. And if you don't get therapy, it, it, it's just you run the risk of repeating the same mistakes in your relationships, in your friendships, in the workplace, with your own children. And for what? For what? I, I applaud the parents that are, I'm calling them so Safe parents that do what they're supposed to do, where the, the Instead of violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction, actually they practice safety. They practice empowerment, encouragement, positivity, respect. Respect. In right. abusive households, that is one of the main ingredients that is absent is respect. I know I went off on a tangent, but just to I yeah, hope I explain <laughs> I hope I explain the yes. why.
0: Sitting here listening to you, it's heartbreaking. And I can't imagine being in the position that you are in, first of all, as a victim of abuse, and then working with within the system, and all the setbacks, and all the, the hurdles that you have to overcome, and trying to change something that it's like you're probably feeling like you're pushing against a brick wall at times. And my heart goes out to, well, I applaud you, first of all. And... I know so many people, as you are talking, I'm thinking of different scenarios that I've witnessed in my own life, you know, not, not my personal life, but I mean, just in general, of people that I've seen abuse, etc. And we all wring our hands and wish that there was something we could do. And I do want to address that in the second half of this interview. However, before we do that, I do have one question, and that is to tell us why you would prefer home versus domestic violence.
2: Yes. Uh- Domestic violence uh, has such a stigma that it is a woman's problem and clearly it is not. And secondly, it assumes that all of the victims are female and that's not true either. So we prefer to say home violence. It's more inclusive and it encompasses whatever makes up your home environment. You could be living with your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your ex, your children, your stepchildren. Your aunt, uncle, grandparents—you could be in a dorm, you could be um, whatever type of residence, and and whoever makes up that residence is your home. So, and home violence is really kind of like a an oxymoron, right? If if it's a true home, then there shouldn't be violence, and that's exactly our point. Correct. Uh, those two words should never be in the same sentence. So so it, we just feel that it's more inclusive and people can identify with it more versus um, domestic violence for the reasons that I just stated.
0: Perfect answer. I really appreciate that clarification. And I will never look at domestic violence the same way again, whether, whether, oh, wherever I you. hear that. So that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now we are going to take a 30-second break. And when we come back, We want to talk about your programs for one and then anything else that uh, may come up so stay tuned and we'll be back in 30 seconds carol graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir battered hope she relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another gang raped and left for dead loss of a child husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. been listening to Sabrina talk today and making us acutely aware of what is really going on in the whole field of violence in the home, in the workplace, in schools, etc. As I said to her during, during the break, it is something we are all aware of. But Sabrina has a way, a knack of putting it into a perspective that we first of all, can see more clear and secondly, putting it into the proper light and what we're going to do now because she's definitely shared the problem. And even though we are aware of it, she's expounded on it to bring us more awareness. And for that, I really thank her. Let's go into how your program helps prevent this violence in the home. This is something also that all of us can take and do. So please share that.
2: Safety must become a required standard condition of residency. I'm going to say that again. Safety needs to become a required standard condition of residency. What we mean by that is we created a product it's our core product called the oso safe home sweet home package as i mentioned earlier we are marketing this to the real estate industry but specifically the landlord tenant portion of the industry because that's the path of least resistance right now but mind you our vision for oso safe is to have this propagate over all residency whether you rent whether you own whether you have a mortgage or not on your property the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package, it consists of four components: a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. The policy is the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home policy, and it basically states I as a landlord I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You in turn as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way shape or form abusively. Otherwise you the abuser only gets immediately evicted from the premises. Mm-hmm. And And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. So, and then the rest of the family unit, whoever that is, whether you have one child or multiple children, or whether it's just you, we go in with extra therapists to kind of de-victimize the rest of the family unit and you get to stay there provided that you could still pay the rent or the mortgage, but the abuser is out. So, And everybody signs this policy, so it's on paper, and this is all copywritten. Everything that I have is copywritten, trademarked, what have you. So that's the policy portion. The seminar is everybody gets educated, both new and existing tenants, whether you're in the middle of the the lease or you just started a lease. And we go over facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline, just to name a few items. So there's no excuse now. Oh, I didn't know that if I pulled my partner's hair that that constitutes abuse. Oh, I didn't know if I call my daughter or my son a brat, a monster, you're ungrateful, you're a baby, you're a drama queen, that that constitutes verbal abuse. Uh. Now you know there's no excuses and we do this as a practice, we make it interactive, we educate the children as well as the adults in this seminar. Then there is an app, I hired a software company and they followed my specifications. This app detects violent like movements and captures them in real time issuing alerts To the landlord, where let's say a landlord has 10 units. Oh, wow. I just got an alert in my unit two, in my unit 10, that you just beat the crap out of her. You just beat the crap out of him. Well, this is grounds for eviction. There's no more he said, she said factor. I have it right here. And it's proof. So it's being updated right now. So it's the Safe app. And it's on Google, the Google Play Store, as well as the Apple Store. The fourth and final component of the Home Sweet Home package is therapists. Now, we have therapists assigned to the property, and it's part of your residency now. You are required as part of the Oso Safe certification. You live in an Oso Safe certified property. You are required to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? Do you see that anything is looming? Well, uh, Mr. and Miss Therapist, actually, our child came home with bad grades. We know that we're not gonna beat the crap out of our kid. We live in an OSO safe certified property. We're held to a higher regard, a higher standard in this property, but help us because we really don't know how to handle this properly. No problem. We're going to get extra therapy. We're going to ask the child, Are you being bullied? What's the problem? Da-da-da-da-da. So this is all preventative. It's it's not waiting for an episode of violence to occur and then doing something. The police come and quite frankly when the police show up it's almost too late because at that point your 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 the whole building bad news travels fast. Oh, did you hear what happened in 22A? well, he beat the crap out of her. I always thought that they, something was up. I'm going to be uncomfortable in the elevator now. Nope. Nope. We, we avoid all of that. Uh, and, and we're not saying that violence is not going to happen. There are three levels of certification. I just explained the first level. There's more details, but for the sake of this interview, I wanted to simplify it. The and in the first level, the other thing that we do once we do all the education, everybody signs the policy, we have therapists assigned to the building, the app is installed. We put our logo outside of the property so that way, on vehicle traffic as well as pedestrian traffic, people will recognize the logo and say, Wow, I know what that logo means. That means that that property is also safe certified. Uh, They really are looking out for me for my safety, my well-being. Um, If I'm dating somebody and things may on a date, things turn for the worst. Wow. Um, I would rather live in an also safe certified property versus one that isn't because they have systems in place, mechanisms in place to actually keep the tenants safe, the residents safe beyond heat, hot water, electricity, central air what have you. So this is what we are marketing into the real estate industry. And we're making safety a required standard condition of residency. It's worth repeating. You don't get to act like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage in your, in your place of residence without consequences. So this is our core product. And we are just to also further explain, we are shopping this We are talking to insurance companies to say, look, get a writer put into your policies where property owners get covered for losses due to home violence. So that way insurance rates will go down and their property values will go up because let's face it, Carol, money talks, everything (laughs) else, nothing else will talk other than other than money. And that's fine. That's okay. Okay. Landlords, property owners should be rewarded for getting their properties also safe certified. They're taking the extra steps to keep their tenants, their residents safe. So this is what we're doing.
0: Now, and is this just in within your community or like your state or how extensive is this?
2: We're looking to do this in the tri-state area, national and global, but I live on the East coast. So we're shopping this around to the tri-state area. And I'm also a real estate agent. So I am working to propose this to the New Jersey association of realtors, as well as the national association of realtors.
0: And how long has this been in place?
2: Well, I have been working on this for uh, about a year, but I've been perfecting it. And I, in fact, I just got the policy. Uh, I, I did a bunch of updates to the policy, but I've been shopping this around for a few months. But as far as creating it and getting it copywritten and trademarked, and it's been uh, about a year.
0: Well, that's good news because that shows me that already you've made huge inroads in a very short period of time and the good news is this could really take off which I know is your desire and I can certainly see it happening it makes so much sense it's been researched and it's very clear I'm this is exciting
2: so many so
0: many levels so wow Uh, what can we do as an audience if anything to help promote this?
2: Well the fact that you're allowing me to be on your podcast is huge because I, I know the 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 um the range of your audience. So this is by far I've been doing so many podcast interviews, I've done over sixty. I think I'm approaching seventy uh and so Wonderful. on every podcast I've been, I've been advertising this, but on my website, I have on their real estate clients and people can click and it's all explained on there. What the Oso oh safe home sweet home packages, okay. the, the certification, what it entails, landlords and property owners can reach out to us and say, look, we want to book you what, what's involved. And we go through the process Okay, and, um, uh, I, I am on, on all the major social media platforms, and that would be the best way to to, to okay. get to us.
0: Well, all of those will be in your show notes, all of those social media outlets and, and your website and everything. So that'll all be there, and people can certainly look there to go whatever direction they would like to. In Who should we talk to within our own states, getting this uh, implemented into their community?
2: I would say landlords, uh, landlords, property managers, uh, uh, I would start there, uh, any realtors, um, because we, okay. I, I am a realtor and we are instrumental in, because we come in contact and in, uh, buyers and sellers and landlords and tenants. And you, what I am proud of is that with Oso so safe is that. You never know when an episode of violence can occur, right? You could be dating someone. So this is all preventative. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and even if you're not going through violence, what we go over in our seminars, it's extremely valuable. Uh, What, what constitutes a good relationship when your kids are of dating age to really educate them? Oh, wow. This is a warning sign. I learned this in the also safe home, sweet home seminar where I live. Uh, I know I'm not going to get involved with this person because this is a potential abuser. I mean, wow. and these are all valuable things to learn. And what what are the warning signs? Um, so putting it all together, this is all on the preventative side. So, and we're proud of that uh, versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur. So I would say in your communities, right where you live, and even if you're just renting, owning mortgage or not. Like I said, we want this to propagate over all residencies. So reach out to your schools, universities, the PTA to get us into your PTA, uh, into the schools, um, and your workplaces, because we have seminars and workshops for both the schools and university market, as well as the workplaces, because those are the three markets that we concentrate on because that's where we spend most of our time our homes workplaces and our schools
0: well you're like a hurricane (laughs) you ever been called that before
2: no as Uh, you know I can feel it
0: I can feel a crescendo (laughs) you know as you're talking and I mean you're building excitement in me and I trust you're doing that in the audience too because I don't care who you are and where you live this is an issue And you are someone who has come along and willing to put it into action.
2: Oh, Uh, we're ready. ready. I think that's absolutely
0: marvelous. And I think maybe it would be a good idea to have you come back in six months or a year and see where this has expanded. You might even have more programs uh, at that time. Who knows? Like I said, you're a hurricane. You're just Thank sincerely, you. sincerely appreciate what you shared today. And we're definitely getting this message out there. And hopefully others will pick up on it. Now, anything you would like to say in conclusion about anything that we've talked about today?
2: Yes, uh, we are very positive. i also say if I, I want your audience to know that uh, if you are going through a situation, or uh, or if you're uh, about to just get out there and date, and please know the warning signs. Uh, you could go on my website. And you have to say to yourself, I deserve to be in a good relationship. I deserve to be in a good relationship over and over again. As I said, safety has to become a required standard condition of residency. And we're doing that with, we're doing that with our products and services. And you have the right to be safe in your own home. Uh, And we just want everybody to really jump on board and, um, and, and really practice it. Safety is a practice. Whether you come from violence or not, it's indeed a practice, something that we need to work on every single day. Uh, everything is going to be okay. We will see to that. We will see to that at oh so safe.
0: Thank you. My goodness, that was a great summary as well. I appreciate everything that you have shared with us today and for something that is such an ugly subject to deal with and also a subject that touches everybody, not just nationally but internationally. I thank you for being so clear and for giving us tools that we can not only use for possibly our own situations but certainly for those around us within our community and even further so again i thank you sabrina for what you shared today and for being on never ever give up hope
2: thank you carol thank you so much thank
1: you for listening to never ever give up hope featuring carol graham Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of 5 stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.